Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And good evening, good evening, and welcome. Well, we do this every week. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. This is Game Face. Good evening. If you are trying to figure out how to get the lug nuts off the wheel of your truck, you are on the wrong podcast. If you are trying to figure out what costume to wear on the next episode of The Masked Singer, you are on the wrong podcast. However, if you are trying to get insight into Bay Area sports in a unique way and trying to get more insight on sports on a national level, you just put your game face on. As I just said, I am Richard DeRaza Ewing. I got my special co-host with me, Mike Deshue Schumann. Mike, what do we got? Well, first of all, I uh, the mass singer you brought up. I'm hooked on that show. No, don't tell me that. <laughs> I hate to admit it. I've jumped from the voice. Oh the no! One day I was going through it. I saw it. And I said, oh, yeah. and then you know, Anyway, if you want to dumb down and go to sleep, that's the yeah, show yeah. to watch. <laughs> I tell yeah. you, I have been I have been lobbying to have that show taken off the air. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you got to be kidding me, dude! Really? It's bad. It's bad. And who it came is. up it's with very that? Very bad. We'll, I, we'll I, dress I, up. But then when somebody takes their mask off and you go, no way, you know, yeah. some former athlete, I can't remember who it was. Anyway, yeah. uh, <clears throat> well, of course, we got to talk about the Niners, but NBA draft coming up Wednesday, and I see you're prepared. You wore your Warriors shirt. Hey, man, got to represent. And you got your hair tightened up there. I'm going to try and get mine tomorrow. So too bad we couldn't sync up on the same day. Hey, man, look, but, this COVID thing, man, if you can get in a chair and somebody's cutting your hair, do it. Right, right. <laughs> And I can always tell because when you don't wear your hat, that means you got your hair tightened up, you know. There so, you go. And if, uh, anyway, before we get started, the NFL season, of course, in full swing. We can't be at the games, but you can still be in the game on Bet Online. Now, I told you early in the year I was taking a bet against the 49ers. Uh, no, for the 49ers. No, against them with the points. Then they lost some games, started taking them with the points. I had nine points with the Niners against the Saints who had beaten the Buccaneers horribly the week before. And usually you'll have a letdown after that game. Right. And the Niners needed a win to stay in the playoff hunt. I took the Niners to nine points and lost again. So, but I, I won't give up. So from game spreads, totals, teams, players, coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Now, call to action. Head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Well, I thought the Niners would go down there and, and, you know, hopefully get a win. You know, they still were hurting it running back. Uh, I think Jeff McKinnon, who hadn't played in three years up till this year, it's starting to catch up with him. His legs look dead, and, uh, you know, he's taking all the reps. Jermichael Hasty broke his collarbone. He was out early in the game. You know, can the Niners go one day without an injury? <laughs> uh, but in that game, Drew Brees was tackled by uh, Contav- uh, what's his name? Uh, Contavious Smith. Yeah, Street. Uh, Street, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He had three cracked ribs coming into the game. But they didn't know it against Tampa Bay because sometimes on x-rays, it takes a while to show up. Not MRIs, but x-rays. 
So he had three cracked ribs, cracked two more on the other side, and punctured a lung on that tackle. Wow. And I can remember one time when you get tackled like that and your arms are pinned to your side, mm-hmm. you have nothing to break your fall. Not your arms, not your hands. The only thing that breaks your falls is wherever they slam you down in your face. Wow. So that's what happened with Drew Brees there. And then that 295 pounds fell on top of him. I didn't think it was roughing the passer. It was just a good tackle. I thought it was a good tackle too. And because uh, Drew was actually hurt, rolled over, and you could see him the rest of the game standing on the sideline because he played the rest of the half, and I think they scored a couple of touchdowns. So the guy's such a competitor. He don't want to come out. And uh, Jameis Winston got some play, but uh, what a competitor. But with those uh, puncture lung, five cracked ribs, he might not be back for the season, which really hurts their chances. And uh, so I was sad to see, but that was such a chicken, you know, what call. And, uh, but they just weren't, they just don't have their players. Their defense is solid. You know, uh, they're number five ranked defense in the league. You know, so you got to give Robert solid credit, number one. And I have over because when Richard Sherman got injured, he could go so many different ways. And now he's showing us what he's capable of as a defensive coordinator, mixing things up, blitzing, you know, this, that, and the other. So uh, he could, he should be coordinator of the year on defense, but for what he's done with no Nick Boza, no Ford, no Richard Sherman, you know, all the injuries in the secondary. So, uh, it was just uh, – they just didn't have the offensive firepower. Brandon Ayuk is going to be a player. And then uh, Ken Law had his best game as a 49er. So they're top two draft choices, which is usual. The second half of the season is, is when they start to show up because the first half you're just learning the ropes. And uh, so those are the two bright spots I think we saw in the game. Thoughts? Well – i tell you something. I, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, you have to tip your hat to Robert Sala's defense because they really kept them in the game. Um, they had a couple of instances where, really, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think Kyle Shanahan took advantage of the situation. He had a couple of situations where they, they actually could have been up 20 to 10 at one right. point. Okay? Right. And he did not take advantage. I'm just going, okay. And, and this has been an ongoing thing with him where you start to realize, you know, is he – you know, because they call him this genius, they call him a schemer, they call him all these different things, you know, but is he a person that knows when to adjust, you know, to take advantage of a situation? And I just feel like I, I'm not sold on him being able to do that as a head coach. Now, I, I think after what I've been seeing, I think that he's he's, he's good as, 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 as you know, and, and it may be that he may need to get an offensive coordinator. Maybe that might be the route to go. Uh, but, but, but what is this? I'm seeing is that he doesn't make adjustments. Well, um, not only that, but I think that some of his play calling at the, at, at specific moments of the game, you start to go, okay, why did you call that play? You know, on a third, if you got a third and, and, and four, you know, why, why are you trying to, you know, uh, throw a pass in the past is probably a 10 yard pass. And the coverage has been covering you all night, okay? You guys have not been catching the football. You had that situation, which, mind you, Mullins, you know, delivery on the ball probably wasn't the best, but it was an end zone throw. Uh, you know, Bourne couldn't couldn't pull it out of the guy's hands. Resulted in the interception. Another play. Mullen goes back to pass. Throws, interception. I mean, it's, it's 
It's, it, it's being able to know when to call these plays and when not to. And I just think, really, I'm not seeing that from Shannon. I'm not seeing him being able to look at a, at a situation and go, okay, look, this is the right play for this situation. Well, two things. Uh, I think Kyle is one of the top five offensive minds in the game. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, uh, great point on maybe he needs to let it go and let his offensive coordinator call the plays, but he'll never do that. Because I don't want to say of his arrogance or I think when offensive coordinators get head coaching jobs, they have a really hard time letting go to an offensive coordinator. And, uh, and I think as a result, he's got too much on his plate trying to be head coach, offensive coordinator, make these calls. And as a result, I think we're starting to see it with his in-game management. And that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great scheme or great offensive mind, but he's not implementing it at the right times or mm-hmm. maybe he's got too much else on his mind. He gets distracted with a defensive or special team saying, he goes, oh yeah, I got to call a play. So that catches up to you. Now, I'm not sure he's ready to let that go. Um, and I don't know if he ever will, but a great example of not making adjustments. I can't think of the uh, young man's name, number 22 for the Saints blitzing off the corner six times in that game. He had a sack. Uh, he caught, he forced one of Mullins interceptions as a result. And uh, he just was uh, putting pressure all day. So that's a, a, an adjustment you have to make. The guy's right. blitzing from that side. The man he's covering quick slant right away. Boom. Just look for the ball on a blitz. That's what receivers do on a blitz. The man over you blitzes. You just look for the ball right away. Nothing. Not one time did they go to the player over him. So they were controlling the edge on defense, which is what you want to do in football, force everything up the middle. So all all three good points by you. Uh, He's got too much on his plate. He maybe needs to let go and delegate the offensive play calling. But you got to find somebody you really trust and knows what you want to do. Now, he could have input. But if you're going to be a head coach, like Sean McVay does that in L.A., he had Wade Phillips down there. He'd coach the offense, and Wade was in charge of the defense. When the defense got on the field, Sean would go sit on the bench and start plotting for it. No, not a head coach. He was an offensive coordinator then. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, maybe it's the future. I don't know. This is the new wave of uh, head coaches. So, But if Robert Sala, for instance, got a head coaching job, he wouldn't be coaching the defense. Right. Yeah, you know, he might go over to a defensive coordinator and say, hey, we need to do this on this particular situation. But uh, I think it's easier for defensive coordinators to let it go than offensive coordinators because you're really controlling the game on offense. So with that said, uh, you know, and then Breeze goes down. It still was no adjustments on offense. You know, like I say, Ayuk was good and Ayuk, uh, but uh, Trent Taylor, when he did not feel that punt, and it hit his player, and they recovered. Niners were in that game. Weren't the Niners up 10 nothing at one point? Yeah. So, and then the whole thing fell apart. Why did he not feel that punt? You know, was he trying to be cute or something? Oh, I'm catching, I'm catching, and no then walk away. He no fair idea. caught. He fair caught it. He's not going to get hit. Yeah. Hits his teammate. And if you're going to do that, you got to yell the word is Peter. Get away from the ball. Get away from the ball. I'm, you know. Yeah. And he didn't do it. And I, I, I'm sorry. As much as. As I said a couple of weeks ago, I hate to get down on possession receivers because they only keep one per team. Uh, it's time for him to go. You know, that man crush Kyle has on him has got to go. Richie James was open so many times in this game, and Mullins couldn't get it to him. He had him deep 
Uh, I maybe yeah. that's the play you were talking about. Yeah, he did. I saw it. Underthrew him. Underthrew him. Oh. And it was the same thing. It was on that blitz by 22. Mm -hmm. Boom. Just throw it up and let him run under it. Yeah. I think Ricky James, Rich, Richie or Rich, Richie James yeah. is a player. Yeah, he and is a player. He's a game breaker. And he spent the last two years with Dante Pettis and Trent Taylor not developing Richie James. You know, so uh, anyway, so just a lot of issues. And of course, the injuries have caught up with them and they just can't keep up. You know, yeah, you're bringing up now the third guy at each position, you know, who are mostly those guys are practice squad players who really aren't ready for the NFL. Mm. That's why they're on the practice squad. So, right. so they're what, four and six now? So they've yeah. got to either go six and oh to get 10 and six or five and one to get nine and seven, what I predicted for this year, to even have a chance at the wild card. Because uh, the Rams won, Seattle lost, and the Cardinals on that last second touchdown. <laughs> that Kyler Murray is just sick. And hey, He's that's, what happens, that's what happens when you go out and you get a guy who can go up and get it like DeAndre Hopkins. That's what right. happens. That's, that's what right. you get. Hopkins, basically, it was a free-for-all, and really, it was it was great concentration on Hopkins' part because he had three guys around him, and, it, you know, he grows up, he gets it. He goes up and gets it, brings it down, touchdown. But the other thing is, and what I was telling somebody, what, two weeks ago, I said, you mark my words, after this week, the number one team in that division is going to be the Arizona Cardinals because, because I mean, come on, you, you have to understand, Arizona's beating everybody in that division, okay? Um, they they beat they beat San Francisco. That's right. You're okay, right. That's they, right. That's they right. Beat. They beat Seattle. They that's beat right. the Rams. Okay. They beat everybody in, in that division. Their right. issue is playing out of the division right now. They lost yeah. games out of the division. But inside, but the I place, I would be I'd be willing to bet all three of those teams, Rams, Saint, uh, Cardinals, and Seattle are going to the playoffs. So agree, and the Niners won't. No, Niners Niners are done. They just yeah. don't have the talent right now to compete uh they have a bye week they'll get mostered back and tevin coleman so they can get their run game back this is a little bit of the problem when you your whole offense is based on the run game play action pass if you can't run all of a sudden you know you're throwing the ball where you're not used to down the field and uh, mullins isn't used to it garoppolo's not used to it so it doesn't matter who plays quarterback and kyle doesn't have the flexibility to alter his offense playing Seattle worst pass defense in the league. He tries to run the ball, you know, going against the saints, one of the best run defenses, you know, or uh, pass defenses. He throws the ball. I was like, what is this guy on? You know? So I don't know. I, I'm with you. I, I just pulled my, what little hair I have left out <laughs> watching this guy, you know, kind of, that's a bit of arrogance when you try to run the ball against the best run defense and his inability also arrogance of not making adjustments. Yeah. So uh, I still think he's one of the top offensive minds, but he just, uh, I don't know. And they got some, I don't want to say poor calls that, that rough in the passer. There's nothing else uh, he could have done. Was it street? Yeah. Yeah. He hit him to the side. He fell to the side. Eh, he kind of fell on him, but then rolled to the side. So I just thought that was a bogus call, you know, yeah. and, uh, and then Trent Taylor, letting that ball fall. So those two plays changed pretty much the outcome of the game. Yeah, it did. And he had the miscule. I believe that was by Richie James Jr. with the punt. He, uh, the, yeah, the punt. He milked the, milked the, 
miffed a, 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 a punt return. Did you see that? James did. Yeah. 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 So, uh, well, he was putting Trent Taylor back there just to rationalize the fact that he was dressing him because he's not contributing on offense. He's had maybe two catches all season, you know. Yeah. So Jimmy Ward had another interception go right through his hands. Mm-hmm. Could have been his third interception in five years, you know. So uh, I don't know. I just see, like we talked about before, Kyle's got, and it's not just man crushes, but he's de- determined to prove that he made a good choice in his players and he didn't. So well, Kyle has a real problem admitting when he's wrong. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out why. Also, uh, they had C.J. Beathard come in for one play. But then I found out afterwards one of the reasons why was because Nick Mullins apparently had the win knocked out of him. Right. So he needed, he needed, he needed a couple of plays to get his win back. Right. Um, I want to switch gears over to the NBA. And one of the reasons why is because, like you, you brought up in the beginning of the show, you know, the NBA draft is going to be happening on Wednesday. And there's a lot of things going on in the NBA right now. Um, uh, Try Chris Paul traded to the Suns. Traded to the Suns, yeah, to feed, yeah, to the Suns. What's interesting though is is also uh, the Lakers letting go of, of Danny Green in a twenty eight draft pick to pick up Dennis Schroeder from OKC. I thought that was pretty interesting. See, yeah, I love uh, Schroeder, Schroeder, whatever. Yeah, I'd yeah, love him. yeah, yeah. He has a nickname, the uh, the, the Schroeder Shooter. That's what they call yeah. it. But well, he's but, got a huge upside. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy was averaging 18 points in the game playing for OKC, and he was doing this off the bench. And okay. he's not even as developed as he can be, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. In other words, yeah, there, there was, there's more blooming of this kid. Um, now, Westbrook you know, wants out, uh, and now James Harden wants to go to the Nets. You just, you just took my next segue. He did, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I tell you something. That Harden thing, if he goes to the Nets, hey, Go ahead and pour some more poison on that. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I, I don't I don't see that to work at all. <laughs> well, you have to have a coach like Steve Kerr. What Steve does best is get players to play together. Right. Doesn't matter who gets the points. You just want victories. Right. I still wonder what, what kind of X and, X and O's coach he is because it showed last year when they just sucked. Um, so the jury's still out for me on Kerr. He's a great – uh, melding of players, but I'm not sure what a good in-game coach he is. I think Mike Brown was doing a lot of that work. And uh, Brooklyn, I couldn't even tell you who their coach is, is going to have to be – It's Steve Nash. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, actually, Nash could get those three to work together. You take the ball uh, out of Harden. I, I don't know, though, man. I think I think we'll wait and see on that because I'm going to tell you right now, you're looking at the fact that KD worked with Harden before – and they had issues. And I'll tell you something right now. Kyrie wants the ball. Okay. Well, yeah. Harden wouldn't be your point guard. He'd be your two guard and Durant your three. Okay. So it's actually better in that situation where Kyrie could set those guys up and then just kick out to Harden, let him shoot the three. You know, because he's not going to play defense. He's not going to, you know. So uh, but see, I think it would be interesting. And uh, Nash was around the Warriors, around Kerr, saw what it takes to get superstars to play together. But that would be a matchup, boy, for the Lakers. And then uh, what did I read the other day? Uh, Paul George, they were looking to trade him. And I think they were trying to get Chris Paul also, the Clippers. 
but uh, he wasn't coming there. And uh, so it's going to be interesting. But Harden now, you know, they offered him 103 million for two years, and he turns it down. Wow. He's got all the money he wants. He wants a ring now. Yeah. So a guy like that would back off, I think, to get a ring and figure out how to play within. Because Durant went through it with the Warriors, so he could coach Harden on how to do just that. You know. So yeah, Kyrie, I think, I think would be the. I think Kyrie would be the issue more than Harden. Okay. Now, as far as Harden taking the instruction this time around, I, I don't see him not doing it because you look at Harden, you look at everything he's done. You know, he's obviously had an illustrious career. Yeah. Um, but I mean, MVP, all-star, all he, all he needs right, is right. He's done all that. He, and yeah, getting a ring is, is and right, Katie probably could. But I, I just think that, you know, it, it's, it's going to take a couple of seasons before they can make that happen. I don't think it's going to happen right away. But the thing that's really interesting to me right now concerning the NBA is just the implosion of the Houston Rockets. This is just a franchise that we got to be realistic about it. And that is they built what's supposed to have been, you know, the team to stop Golden State. And they fell short time and time again. And all of a sudden you see the building blocks start to fall. And all of a sudden, you know, the building can no longer stand on its legs anymore. You know, and, and I'll tell you something, if I'm Golden State right now, I start looking at guys like P.J. Tucker. I start looking at Robert Covington. I start looking at Clint Capella. Okay. One of those three. Okay. Because I know with everything that's going on there, I'm sure that one of those three won out too. And guess what? They need pieces like that right now. They need guys that are seasoned. That's true. The draft is coming up and I get all that. But, you know, right now you want guys who can play. Well, I feel for that coach, Silas. Uh, is it Paul Silas? His, uh, it took over the Rockets. Yeah, uh, it took over the Rockets. And now, you know, and Harden said it, and Westbrook said it. I don't like the culture here. Um, and Harden said he thinks their championship run is over. So for the past five years, they did just what you said. They built to beat the uh, Warriors. And they were in the playoffs all five of those years against the Warriors. Didn't happen. So, but this is how cyclical championship runs are mm. all right you built that team you know you had five guys or you know eight guys that can make a run didn't happen for one reason or another they didn't get it done pretty much because Harden sucked in the playoffs <laughs> all right and then with him going to Brooklyn I think because KD didn't play last year it'll be easier to make that mesh together because if KD would have played with Kyrie you know then they would have kind of determined who gets the ball when now you've got all three of them coming together for the first time. It'd be a lot easier to kind of make it mesh and make it work. All right. So Houston, yeah, they imploded. They're done. You know, they're yeah, not even, yeah. they're not even, a, just, I, I, the I'm Nuggets sorry. will take over and the Jazz and the Suns will all take over where they, they in San Antonio left off the past 10 or 15 years. Yeah. yeah. And the Warriors too, you know, this will be Bob Myers most important draft choice in the history of him with the Warriors. Now I'm hearing the kid from uh, Memphis. Uh, is it Wishman? No, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. Wiseman. Hi, yeah, seven footer. Not great on the pick and roll, which is what you'd want him to do, and not great on switching on defense. Is what all the Warriors do. So I'm not sure they're that sold on him. Then the next name that came up was Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. 
And, but with, you know, with Clay and Dre and Steph already there, I just don't see where he fits in. Now, I think Draymond's play is going to taper off drastically. I think it's caught up with him facing up guys who are 20, 30 pounds heavier than him. His legs are shot. You can see it in his three-point shot. It's gone. And uh, we don't know what Clay and Steph are going to come back as. Yeah, they both can shoot lights out, but I personally think their championship run is over too. I think they'll get to the playoffs, but I just don't think uh, – I think they had that five-year run, and it's just tough to continue that. So Bob Myers, and like you talked about, he's got to – either trade that number two pick and then pick up something late. But like you said, he's got to build that bench up, which he hasn't had since Iguodala, Livingston, Mo Spades, and all those guys. Yeah. So you can't make a championship run with your starting five. No, no, no. You got to have a, you got to have just an equal, an equalizer when it comes to the bench because your, your stars, even though they are your stars, they're human too. And eventually they run out of gas. And when they do, if you don't have a supporting cast and what happens is, you get exposed, okay, right. both defensively and offensively. So, um, and I've been saying that, you know, since even before last season. You know, I said that, look, when 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 they won their last title, okay, and, and all of a sudden, you know, people started getting jettisoned, okay, Livingston retired, and, you know, all this stuff started happening. I thought, okay, you know what? Th- this might be the end of it, okay, because even though everybody, we all love watching the Steph Curry three, you know, we love watching Clay and, and Dre was was the jumpstart dog, and and that was a great time. You know, there there's the age old proverb: you can't beat Father Time. Okay, so it, it's kind of one of them situations where Father Time is kind of leaving them now. So if they don't put together a type of synergy that they had before, where the bench was just as good as the starting five, guess what? Yeah, you're right. It, the door's closing. And in the next two years, they have to do that, or the doors close. Staff's 34 or 5, Clay's 32 or 33. Yeah. And, and you know, they won one championship with Steph, Clay, and Dre. Yeah, they did. But if Kyrie doesn't get hurt in that series, they don't win that series. Yeah, that was And you and I, argue, I've argued about this over the past. You, you, you disagree. So that means that they really won two with Durant. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. The thing you got to remember is that it, within and that we're season, up three one in another one with Clay, Dre, and Steph, and lost that one in seven. Yeah, but I tell you, <coughs> the other thing you need to consider of the two that they won with KD, KD was out for a considerable time. That's true, yeah, but yeah. he got him there with his, you know, best. Yeah, he did. He did. Well, this is the thing. We we got to be realistic. This was not you know, going to be, I mean, they, they brought KD there because they knew what KD could do and they knew what KD could do for their game. Okay. So let's, let's be realistic. KD's KD. So um, I, I acknowledge the fact that the last two, they did do that with KD, but I just think what they need to do is like I said, they, they got to bolster that, that, that bench and they need another impact player. Right. They need, they need somebody who can, who can come in who's seasoned. Not somebody they got to develop, okay? Because they got guys that are developing right now, okay? Or I, we would like to think they are. Um, but like I said, any one of those three that I talked about from Houston would be would be that play, that player for them. I could see. No, I agree, and, I and a see. lot of players would love to come to Golden State. Yeah. Uh, and Lamelo is it Lamelo? I think it's Lamelo. Lamelo. Yeah. Now. He's also a player, though you could bring in because you know he sits, Kerr sits, Steph, 
you know, at the end of the first quarter, end of the second, you know, and they don't really have, I don't, do they have a guy that can come off and play Steph's position in that, you know, LaMelo has been playing overseas too. He didn't play college ball. So he's been playing with the pros. So he's not going to take as long to develop as uh, most college players coming out. You so know the problem I have with LaMelo being there though, the problem I dad. have, I think, I, well, I think, I think he's going to have too much of his dad's arrogance. I think that if he comes there, he's, he's going to want to be eventually not right away, but eventually he's going to want to be the, the focal point. And I just kind of feel like, okay, you know what? You know, Warriors already have their focal point. Okay. Well, they do now, but in three years, they won't. In three years, they won't. And see, yeah. that, my point is, can he really be that patient? See, I don't, I don't think that's, a, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, uh, and you know, you say his dad's arrogance, every player who comes into the NBA has confidence like that, you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't think you should be the guy, you should, you shouldn't be in the NBA. Yeah, that's, so. true. that's true. But I, I understand what you're saying. You know, he, he could be a distraction. Right. Because he could be, you know, moaning that, hey, how come I'm not getting more minutes and this, that, and the other. So, uh, but anyway, I think either way, this is Bob Myers' most important draft as a general manager for the future of the Warriors. You know, they've got what they need right now. Um, Clay, supposedly, he's looked great in practice. Uh, but I will tell you, once you blow out your knee, it's always in the back of your mind the rest of your career. You're just, you don't play with such reckless abandon like you did before. Right. And uh, so that'll be interesting to see how Clay deals with that. Steph is Steph. You know, he's going to be Steph. And uh, KD gone now, I think he might even uh, explode even more because he had to sit, take a little bit of a back seat. And, you know, what a professional he was to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because didn't uh, KD won both MVPs, right? In those two championships. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing Steph hasn't won is a finals MVP. Right. And, and uh, so uh, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, drafts, as we both know, it's just you, you're always everybody's pontificating who what's going to happen, who they're going to take this. We don't know till draft day. Is he going to trade number two to get to maybe 10 or 11 and get a couple of players to build the bench like you're talking about? Or is he going to take an impact player at number two? So let me ask you now, because that deal with the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul, it's a five player deal. Okay, the Kelly Oubre, uh, Ricky Rubio, and I forget who else. I'm not so sure that was a good deal. <laughs> okay, because, because for for Phoenix. Well, yeah, because five players. I mean, come on, man. Chris Paul is good, but he ain't that good, man. He's no, and he's old. You he's know. old. Yeah, I'm like five players for this guy. I mean, but. And Devin Booker, he's a two guard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. All right, so now you got somebody to go along with this kid, you know, and they, and they just emptied their bench is what they did. And OKC, these smaller market teams, it's really hard for them. I mean, think about it. You and I have talked about this. They had Westbrook, Harden, and Durant on that team, but yet that coach couldn't get them all to play. Couldn't together. get them all together. I, that that was the first yeah. superstar team. You know, of all these teams we're seeing now, they, they had that before LeBron went to Miami, I think. Yeah. I can't remember. But and they couldn't can you it. imagine if those three could have dropped their ego and learned how to work together? I mean, they'd have been unstoppable, you know. Probably, so they probably would have got six or six champs, six times, probably. Exactly. So, and then they all leave, and then this small market team doesn't have the money to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of re because they drafted all those guys, you know. Yeah. Durant was drafted in Seattle and they moved to OKC. So, 
Yeah, whoever was that draft manager for OKC, that guy deserved a raise, man. Okay, look, that was that was good drafting. That was. So, and then I saw where Mike Brown was up for a couple of jobs, but uh, I haven't seen him get it. I think what what's is there a job still open? Uh, uh, he 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 went he went after the job for uh, the Clippers. That's what it was, yeah. yeah but okay. he didn't get it. Tyron Lue got it. Yeah, Ty Lue got that. He's a bunch of ex NBA players on his staff, so. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I think, you know, it'd be nice too, because uh, the Warriors have been out of, I haven't heard anything about them for like a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause they had a horrible season. Yeah. Clay got injured. They weren't in the bubble. And, uh, you know, so that's how quickly fame disappears also. Oh yeah. They won three titles in five years and they're like, who's on the Warriors anymore? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Right. And, and the thing is you can win one year and by next year, the person comes out of their mouth. Oh, that was last year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So anyway, it'll be interesting. I think it's Wednesday, the draft, and uh, just to see what Bob Myers pulls out of his hat because he's going to have to do something. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to have to call it, ma'am. Once again, uh, Shu, always fun hanging out with you, man, uh, talking Bears sports. This is Game Face, part of the Bleed Talent Network. I am Richard DeRazor Ewing with my co-host, Mike Dishu Schumann. We do this every week. You can come in, you can stop by, you can even put your feet up. But no matter what you do, you better have your game face on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.